Krishna. Dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. My voice is a little weak tonight, but it's okay. It's hearable. And after discussing with uh, Abai Prabhu, we decided that the readings must go on. No more stoppage unless it's absolutely necessary. Okay. Right here in the live studios in Kent, Hive, Kent, to be exact. Uh, we're here to keep the haven, the haven. Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram from Sri Krishna Lila Stava, verses 412 through 416 by Srila Sanatana Goswami, glorifying the Bhagavatam but also the Bhagavad Gita goes like this <clears throat> Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala <clears throat> Sarva Siddhanta Rattaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures singular fruit of all the Vedas rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths. You are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kali Aditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavata, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali, you are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvadasavasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of Prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna. Himself. Madeka bando matsangin, madguro man mahadana, manistadaga madbhagya, mad ananda namostumete. My only friend, my constant companion. My great wealth, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune. My source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin, atini chochutakada, hanamunchikadachin mam, premna rit katayospura. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, we're still going through the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita as it is. And Krishna is just now 
explaining to Arjuna that he needs to rise above the flowery words of the Vedas and uh, do not be f afraid of any uh, thing. We're starting with text 53. Shutti vipratipanate yadastas yati nishjala samadhau ajala buddhis tadai yogam avapsisi when your mind is no longer disturbed by the flowery language of the Vedas and when it remains fixed in the trance of self-realization, then you will have attained the divine consciousness. Purport To say that one is in samadhi is to say that one has fully realized Krishna consciousness. That is, one in samadhi has realized Brahman, Paramatma and Bhagavan. The highest perfection of, <clears throat> of self-realization is to understand that one is eternally the servitor of Krishna and that one's only business is to discharge one's duties in Krishna consciousness. A Krishna conscious person or unflinching devotee of the Lord should not be disturbed by the flowery language of the Vedas nor be engaged in fruitive activities for promotion to the heavenly kingdom. In Krishna consciousness, <clears throat> one comes directly into communion with Krishna and thus all directions from Krishna may be understood in that transcendental state. One is sure to achieve results by such activities and attain conclusive knowledge. One has only to carry out the orders of Krishna or his representative, the spiritual master. Bhakta Matt, I'm just in the middle of the reading. Oh my gosh, I'm oh so yeah. sorry. I'm that, sorry that's quite all right. Hare Krishna. Text 54. Arjuna Ubacha Stita Pragyasyaka Basha Samadhi Stasya Keshava Stita Pragyasyaka Basha Samadhi Stasya Keshava Stita Di Kim Prabhasheta Kim Asita Prajeta Kim Arjuna said O Krishna, what are the symptoms of one whose consciousness is thus merged in transcendence? How does he speak? And what is his language? How does he sit? And how does he walk? <clears throat> Purport As there are symptoms for each and every man in terms of his particular situation, Similarly, one who is in Krishna consciousness has his particular nature, talking, walking, thinking, feeling, etc. As a rich man 
has his symptoms by which he is known as a rich man, as a diseased man, has his symptoms by which he is known as a uh, <clears throat> diseased, or as a learned man, has his symptoms by which he is known as learned. So a man in transcendental consciousness of Krishna <clears throat> has specific symptoms in various dealings. I have to read that sentence again. As a rich man has his symptoms by which he is known as a rich man, as a diseased man has his symptoms by which he is known as diseased, or as a learned man has his symptoms, so a man in transcendental consciousness of Krishna has specific symptoms in various dealings. One can know his specific symptoms from the Bhagavad Gita. Most important is how the man in Krishna consciousness speaks. For speech is the most important quality of any man. It is said that a fool is undiscovered as long as he does not speak. And certainly a well-dressed fool cannot be identified until he speaks. But as soon as he speaks, he reveals himself at once. The immediate symptom of a Krishna conscious man is that he speaks only of Krishna and matters relating to him. Other symptoms then automatically follow, as stated below. Text 55 Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Prajahadi Yadakaman Sarvan parta manogatan atmanyeva manatushta stita pragyas tadochate. The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, O parta, when a man gives up all varieties of desire for sense gratification, which arise from mental concoction, and when his mind, thus purified, finds satisfaction in the self alone, then he is said to be in pure transcendental consciousness. Purport The Bhagavatam affirms that any person who is fully in Krishna consciousness or devotional service of the Lord has all the good qualities of the great sages, whereas a person who is not so transcendentally situated has no good qualifications because he is sure to be taking refuge in his own mental concoctions. Consequently, he is rightly said, it is rightly said herein that one has to give up all kinds of sense desire manufactured by mental concoction. Artificially, such senses, sense desires cannot be stopped. But if one is engaged in Krishna consciousness, then automatically sense desires subside without extraneous efforts. Therefore, one has to engage himself in Krishna consciousness without hesitation, for this devotional service will instantly help one onto the platform of transcendental consciousness. The highly developed soul always remains satisfied in himself by realizing himself 
as the eternal servitor of the Supreme Lord. Such a transcendentally situated person has no sense desires resulting from petty materialism. Rather, he remains always happy in his natural position of eternally serving the Supreme Lord. Text 56 Dukkeshu Anubhigna Mana Sukeshu Bhikatas Prihaha Vitaragabhaya Krodha Stitadir Muniruchite One who was not disturbed in mind even in the, even in even in one who was not this we can't keep getting don't don't mind I keep getting the notification keeps flashing on the screen and I have to get rid of it Hare Krishna one who is not disturbed in mind even amidst the threefold miseries or related when there is happiness and who is free from attachment fear and anger is called the sage of steady mind purport the word muni means one who can agitate his mind in various ways for mental speculation without coming to a factual conclusion it is said that every muni has a different angle of vision and unless a muni differs from other munis he cannot be called a muni in the strict sense of the of the term nasau rishir yasimatam nabinam mahabharat Vanaparva, 3.13.117 But a sthiti-nirmuni, as mentioned herein by the Lord, is different from an ordinary muni. The sthiti-nirmuni is always in Krishna consciousness, for he has exhausted all his business of creative speculation. He is called Prashantani Sheshamano Ritantara Stotaratna 43 <clears throat> Or one who has surpassed the stage of mental speculations and has come to the conclusion that Lord Sri Krishna or Vasudeva is everything. Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samahatma Sudurlabaha He is called a Muni fixed in mind. Such a fully Krishna conscious person is not at all disturbed by the onslaughts of the threefold miseries, for he accepts all miseries as the mercy of the Lord, thinking himself only worthy of more trouble due to his past misdeeds. And he sees that his miseries, by the grace of the Lord, are minimized to the lowest. Similarly, when he, when he is happy, he gives credit to the Lord, thinking himself unworthy of the happiness. He realizes that it is only due to the Lord's grace that he is in such a comfortable condition and able to render better service to the Lord. And for the service of the Lord, he is always daring and active and is not influenced by attachment or aversion. Attachment means accepting things for one's own sense gratification. And detachment is the absence 
of such sensual attachment. But one in Krishna consciousness, I'll read that again, this is very important. Attachment means accepting things for one's own sense gratification. And detachment is the absence of such sensual attachment. But one fixed in Krishna consciousness has neither attachment nor detachment, for his life is dedicated in the service of the Lord. Consequently, he is not at all angry even when his attempts are successful. Success or no success, a Krishna conscious person is always steady in his determination. Text 57 Yak sarvatan vishne has tat tat prap yushubashubam nabinan dadina dveshti tasya pragya pratishtita. In the material world, one who was unaffected by whatever good or evil he may obtain, neither praising it or nor despising it, is firmly fixed in perfect knowledge. Purport. There is always some upheaval in the material world, which may be good or evil. One who is not agitated by such material upheavals, who is unaffected by good and evil, is understood to be fixed in Krishna consciousness. As long as one is in the material world, there is always the possibility of good and evil because this world is full of duality. But one who is fixed in Krishna consciousness is not affected by good and evil, because he is simply concerned with Krishna, who is all good, absolute. Such consciousness in Krishna situates one in a, in a perfect transcendental position called technically samadhi. Text 58 Yada Sangharete Chayam Kormongani Vasarvashaha Indriyan Indriyarte Vyas Tasya Pragya Pratishtita One who is able to withdraw his senses from sense objects as the tortoise draws its limbs within the shell is firmly fixed in perfect consciousness. Purport The test of a yogi, devotee, or self-realized soul is that he is able to control the senses according to his plan. Most people, however, are servants of the senses and are thus directed by the dictation of the senses. That is the answer to the question as to how the yogi is situated. The senses are compared to venomous serpents. They want to act very loosely and without restriction. The yogi or the devotee must be very strong to control the, the serpents, like a snake charmer. He never allows them to act independently. There are many injunctions in the revealed scriptures. Some of them are do-nots 
and some of them are do's. Unless one is able to follow the do's and the do-nots, restricting oneself from sense enjoyment, it is not possible to be firmly fixed in Krishna consciousness. The best example set herein is the tortoise. The tortoise can at any moment wind up its senses and exhibit them again at any time for, for, for particular purposes. Similarly, the senses of the Krishna conscious persons are, only, are used only for some particular purpose in the service of the Lord and are withdrawn otherwise. Arjuna is being taught here to use his senses for the service of the Lord instead of for his own satisfaction. Keeping the senses always in the service of the Lord is the example set by the analogy of the tortoise who keeps the senses within. Text 59 Vishaya vinivartante nirahadasya dehinaha rasavarjam rasopyasya padam drishtva nivartate Though the embodied soul may be restricted from sense enjoyment, the taste for sense objects remains. But ceasing such engagements by experiencing a higher taste, he is fixed in consciousness. Purport Unless one is transcendentally situated, it is not possible to cease from sense enjoyment. The process of restriction from sense enjoyment by rules and regulations is something like restricting a diseased person from certain types of eatables. The patient, however, neither likes such restrictions nor loses his taste for eatables. Similarly, sense restriction by some spiritual process like Ashtanga Yoga in the matter of yama, niyama, asana, pranayama, pratyahara, dharana, dhyana, etc. is recommended for less intelligent persons who have no better knowledge. But one who has tasted the beauty of the Supreme Lord Krishna is the course in the course of his advancement in Krishna consciousness no longer has a taste for dead material things. Therefore restrictions are there for the less intelligent neophytes in the spiritual advancement of life. But such restrictions are only good until one actually has a taste for Krishna consciousness. When one is actually Krishna conscious, he automatically loses taste for pale things. Text 60 Yatato yapikonteya purushasya vipaschitaha indriyani pramatini hananti pasamamanaha The senses are so strong and impetuous, O Arjuna, that they forcibly carry away the mind even of a man of discrimination who is endeavoring to control them. PURPORT There are many learned sages, philosophers, 
and transcendentalists who tried to conquer the senses. But in spite of their endeavors, even the greatest of them sometimes fall victim to material sense enjoyment due to the agitated mind. Even Vishwamrita, a great sage and perfect yogi, was misled by Menaka into sex enjoyment, although the yogi was endeavoring for sense, sense control with severe types of penance and yoga practice. And of course, there are so many similar instances in the history of the world. Therefore, it is very difficult to control the mind and senses without being Krishna conscious. Without engaging the mind in Krishna, one cannot cease such material engagements. A practical example is given by Sri Yamunacharya, a great saint and devotee, who says, Yad abhidi mama cheta krishna parada vinde navanavavrasadamnya yudditam rantumasit tad abhidi batanari sengame smaryamane bhavati mukhat bikarag shushtunishti vanam cha Since my mind has been engaged in the service of the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, and I have been enjoying an ever new transcendental humor. Whenever I think of sex life with a woman, my face at once turns from it, and I spit at the thought. Krishna consciousness is such a transcendentally nice thing that automatically material enjoyment becomes distasteful. It is as if a hungry man had satisfied his hunger by a sufficient quantity of nutritious eatables. Maharaja Ambarish also conquered a great yogi, Durvasa Muni, simply because his mind was engaged in Krishna consciousness. Savai Manak Krishna Padada Vindiyor, Bachangsi, Vaikunta, Gunanu Varyane. Text 61. Tani Sarvani Samyamya, Yukta Asi Tamatpadaha, Vashe Hi Yesendriyani, Tasya Pragya Pratishtita. One who restrains his senses, keeping them under full control, and fixes his mind, fixing, fixes his consciousness upon me, is known as a man of steady intelligence. Purport That the highest conception of yoga perfection is Krishna consciousness is clearly explained in this verse. And unless one is Krishna conscious, it is not at all possible to control the senses. As cited above, the great sage Durvasa Muni picked a quarrel with Maharaj Ambarish, and Durvasa Muni unnecessarily became angry out of pride and therefore could not check his senses. On the other hand, the king, although not as powerful a yogi as the sage, 
but a devotee of the Lord, silently tolerated all these sages' injustices and thereby emerged victorious. The king was able to <clears throat> the king was able to control his senses because of the following qualifications, as mentioned in the Srimad Bhagavatam nine four eighteen through twenty. King Ambarish fixed his mind on the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, engaged his words in describing the abode of the Lord, his hands in cleansing the temple of the Lord, his ears in hearing the pastimes of the Lord, his eyes in seeing the form of the Lord, his body in touching the body of the devotees, his nostrils in smelling the fragrance of the flowers offered to the lotus feet of the Lord, his tongue in tasting the tulasi leaves offered to him, his legs in traveling to the holy place where the temple is situated, his head <clears throat> in offering obeisances unto the Lord, and his desires in fulfilling the desires of the Lord. And all these qualifications made him fit to become, to, to become a matpada devotee of the Lord. The word matpada is most significant, significant in this connection. How one can become matpada is described in the life of Maharaj Ambarish. Srila Baladev Vidyabhushana, a great scholar and acharya in the line of matpada, of the matpada, remarks, Madbhakti Pravahanena Sabrendriya Vijaya Purvika Swatma Drishti Sulabhiti Baba. Madbhakti Pravahanena Sarvendriya Vijaya Purvika Swatma Drishti Sulabhiti Bhavaha. The senses can be completely controlled only by the strength of devotional service to Krishna. Also the example of fire is sometimes given. As a blazing fire burns everything within the room, Lord Vishnu, situated in the heart of the yogi, burns up all kinds of impurities. The Yoga Sutra also prescribes meditation on Vishnu and not meditation on the void. The so-called yogis who meditate on something the so-called yogis who meditate on something which is not the Vishnu form simply waste their time in a vain search for some after some phantasmagoria. Turn down the volume. Turn up the volume of Bhagavad Gita. We have to be Krishna conscious, devoted to the Supreme, to the Personality of Godhead. This is the aim of the real yoga. Text 62 Jayato Pungsa Sangasteshu Pajayate Sangat Sanjayate Kama Kamat Krodo Vijayate while contemplating the objects of the senses, a person develops 
attachment for them. And from such attachment, lust develops. And from lust, anger arises. Purport. One who is not Krishna conscious is subjected to material desires while contemplating the objects of the senses. The senses require real engagements. And if they are not engaged in the transcendental loving service of the Lord, they will certainly seek engagement in the service of materialism. In the material world, everyone, including Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma, to say nothing of other demigods in the heavenly planets, is subjected to the influence of sense objects. And the only method to get out of this puzzle of material existence is to become Krishna conscious. Lord Shiva was deep in meditation. But when Parvati agitated him for sense pleasure, he agreed to the proposal and, it, and, it, and as a result, Kartikeya was born. When Haridas Thakur was a young devotee of the Lord, the incarnation of Maya Devi similarly tried to allure him. But Haridas easily <clears throat> passed the test Um, but when Haridas Thakur was a young devotee of the Lord, the incarnation of Maha, Maya Devi similarly tried to allure him. But Haridas easily passed the test because of his unalloyed devotion to Krishna. As illustrated in the above-mentioned verse of Sri Yamunacharya, a sincere devotee of the Lord shuns all material sense enjoyment due to his higher taste for spiritual enjoyment in the association of the Lord. That is the secret of success. One who is not, therefore, in Krishna consciousness, however powerful he may be in controlling the senses by artificial repression, is sure ultimately to fail for the slightest thought of sense pleasure will agitate him to gratify his senses, to gratify his desires, rather. Text 63 Krodad Bhavati Samoha Samohat Smriti Bibramaha Smriti Brangshad Bodhinasho Bodhinashat Pranashati From anger complete delusion arises and from delusion bewilderment of memory when memory is bewildered intelligence is lost and when intelligence is lost one falls down again into the material pool purport Sri Rupa Goswami has given us this direction prapanchikataya harisambandhi vastunaha Mamukshubi Paritjago Vairagyam Palgu Katyate Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu 1 2 256 By development of Krishna consciousness, one can know that everything has its use in the service of the Lord. Those who are without knowledge of Krishna consciousness artificially try to avoid material objects. And as a result, although they desire liberation 
from material bondage, they do not attain to the perfect stage of Krishna consciousness. Their so-called renunciation is called palgu, or less important. On the other hand, a person in Krishna consciousness knows how to use everything in the service of the Lord. Therefore, he does not become a victim of material consciousness. For example, for an impersonalist, the Lord, or the Absolute, being impersonal, cannot eat. <clears throat> Whereas an impersonalist tries to avoid good eatables, a devotee knows that Krishna is the supreme enjoyer and that he eats all that is offered to him in devotion. So, after offering good eatables to the Lord, the devotee takes the remnants called prasadam. Thus, everything becomes spiritualized and there is no danger of a downfall. The devotee takes prasadam in Krishna consciousness, whereas the non-devotee rejects it as material. The impersonalist, therefore, cannot enjoy life due to his artificial renunciation. And for this reason, a slight agitation of the mind pulls him down again into the pool of material existence. It is said that such a soul, even though rising up to the point of liberation, falls down again due to his not having support in devotional service. Text 64 Ragadvesha Vimuktais tu Vishyan Indriyaschadan Atma Vashjaya Vidayatma Prasadam Adigachtiti But a person free from all attachment and aversion and able to control his senses through regulative principles of freedom can obtain the complete mercy of the Lord. Purport. It is already explained that one may externally control the senses by some artificial process, but, in, but unless the senses <coughs> are engaged in the transcendental service of the Lord, there is every chance of a fall. Although the person in full Krishna consciousness may apparently be on the sensual plane, because of his being Krishna conscious, he has no attachment to sensual activities. The Krishna conscious person is concerned only with the satisfaction of Krishna and nothing else. Therefore, he is transcendental to all attachment and detachment. If Krishna wants, the devotee can do anything which is ordinarily undesirable. And if Krishna does want not want, he shall not do that which he would have ordinarily done for his own sense gratification, for his own satisfaction. Therefore, to act or not to act is within his control because he acts only under the direction of Krishna. This consciousness is the causeless mercy of the Lord which the devotee can achieve in spite of his being attached to the sensual platform. Text 65 Prasade sarvadukhanam Hanir asyo pajayate 
Prasanna Chetasoyashu Buddhi Paryavatishtate. From one thus satisfied in Krishna consciousness, the threefold miseries of material existence exist no longer. In such satisfied consciousness, one's intelligence is well established. Text 66 Nastibudhir ayuktasya nacha yuktasya bhavana nacha bhavyatakshantir ashantasya kutasukam One who is not connected with the Supreme in Krishna consciousness can have neither transcendental intelligence nor a steady mind without which there is no possibility of peace. And how can there be any happiness without peace? Purport Unless one is in Krishna consciousness, there is no possibility of peace. So it is confirmed in the fifth chapter, 529, that when one understands that Krishna is the only enjoyer of all the good results of sacrifice and penances, and that he is the proprietor, that he is the proprietor of all universal manifestations, and that he is the real friend of all living entities, then only can one have real peace. Therefore, if one is not in Krishna consciousness, there cannot be a final goal for the mind. Disturbance is due to a want of, the ult of an ultimate, ultimate goal. And when one is certain that Krishna is the enjoyer, proprietor, and friend of everyone and everything, then one can, with a steady mind, bring about peace. Therefore, one who is engaged without a relationship with Krishna is certainly always in distress and is without peace. However, however much he, make a show, he may make a show of peace in, and spiritual advancement in life. Krishna consciousness is a self-manifested peaceful condition which can be achieved only in relationship with Krishna. This is one of my favorite sentences in all of Prabhupada's books. May I repeat it? Okay, alright. Thank you. Krishna consciousness is a self-manifested, peaceful condition which can be achieved only in relationship with Krishna. It's a wonderful stopping point. So I'll stop here. I mean, I'm getting like six you know anyway this is such a wonderful section of the Gita it really hits home so let's hear the reflections of the assembled sages Hare Krishna. Who's this from Bhakta Matsu? Hare Bhakta Matsu. 
This says daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, Ki Jai. <coughs> yes, I agree wholeheartedly. And from Gopakanya Devidasi. Hare Krishna Gopakanya Devidasi. She says, Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all friends, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you. Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj, time for the essence. Time for the essence. Uh, or as they say in America, the heat is on. <laughs> Krishna is starting to turn up the, the, turn up the flame, you know. <clears throat> Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Yes, Sudevi Dasi. Haribo. From Krishnangi Mulder. Krishnangi Mulder. Hmm. Hare Krishna Maharaj, respects unto you and assembled devotees. Hmm. I'm feeling grateful for Sri the Prabhupada in gifting us a place of solace shelter and inspiration to serve Sri Krishna through hearing, chanting and association of devotees. Mm. A safe place to rest the heart in this turbulent world. Oh yes. And a pathway to true happiness. Absolutely. Thank you Maharaj for your time, energy, inspiration and enthusiasm. Well thank you very much. Thank you. <coughs> Actually, the benefit is mine, Hare Krishna. That was beautiful, Krishnangi Mulder. This is from Subarao. 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 Radha Gopalan. Subarao Radha Gopala. Radha Gopal. Radha Gopal. Okay. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. <coughs> all glories mm. to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai, all glory to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for reading Sri the Prabhupada's books. The pleasure is all mine. I can't have to say it every time. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Thank you. There's a question also. Mm. Regarding verse 263, are some of us not already in the material pool? Do we keep falling within material pool again and again? Well, this can be applied differently depending on who you're talking about. If you're talking about a neophyte devotee, <coughs> one who is trying to get a foothold in Krishna consciousness, who's just beginning and doesn't know very much about the philosophy and the science of Krishna consciousness, then he's liable to be knocked off the rails very easily. And yes, he'll be Krishna conscious one moment and then not Krishna conscious another moment. And he'll go back and forth and back and forth. So yes, in that sense, <clears throat> practically everyone in the material world and most devotees, until they come to the stage of being fixed in Krishna consciousness, there will always be what is called you know, a, a momentary fall down or uh, uh, 
when Krishna is not there in the center. So everybody is like that until one comes becomes fixed in Krishna consciousness. Like it said in the earlier verse, stita dirmuni, until one's consciousness is actually fixed in Krishna and doesn't go to other things. Or if it goes to other things, it's in relationship to how to bring it back into Krishna consciousness, to make it Krishna conscious. <clears throat> that person is in hardly any danger of falling. And even if he does, it's an accidental, momentary, momentary thing. And looking at it on another level, a broader level, the conditioned soul <clears throat> is always going back and forth uh, between the Brahma Jyoti and here, or here and there, until he finally becomes a soul surrendered to Krishna. So yes, the answer to the question is, <clears throat> until one actually becomes fully surrendered to Krishna, uh, and all of his desires are aimed at pleasing the senses of Krishna, then yes, there will be uh, periodic fall downs. We'll come to that point uh, in Krishna's instructions when he comes to the ninth chapter, in the twenty thirty second verse. Hare Krishna. Next is from Goranga Gopal. Mm -hmm. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Gopal. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for reading this very practical section of the Bhagavad Gita. Mm. So many nice tips to help us grow nicely in bhakti. Yes. In his purport to verse 56, Srila Prabhupada says, quote, For the service of the Lord, he the real Muni, is always daring and active and is not influenced by attachment or aversion. Yes. Unquote. It reminds me of a pastime I heard recently retold by Devamrita Maharaj. Mm. At the time, one of your godbrothers left Iskon for coming back some time later. He then wrote a letter to Srila Prabhupada asking him to send him in some dangerous place so <laughs> he could prove himself worthy of Krishna's mercy mm. after his fall down. In his reply, Srila Prabhupada instructed him to come to Mangalarati every day <laughs> and did not send him in some war zone to preach. I just thought that it illustrated quite nicely that we sometimes speculatively concoct what a daring action in Krishna consciousness should be according to our likes and dislikes, when actually the real deal is to stick around and sort our basic sadhana out first. Excellent. That's a very nice analogy and a very nice reflection, and I have nothing to add to it. I think it's very well said, and I hope that everyone listens to it again and again. That's why we put it on, on videotape so that people can listen again and again. Thank you very much. From Daityari Haridas. Yes, Daityari Haridas. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. 
I really liked the point at the end of the purport to text 54. Quote, The immediate symptom of a Krishna conscious man is that he speaks only of Krishna and of matters relating to him. Other symptoms then automatically follow, as stated below. Unquote. Then all the symptoms of a self-realized soul are described in the next text. I remember Vaisheshka Prabhu explained a few years ago how our word is our bond, that the things we discuss determine our destiny and who we become. I pray for the ability to hear this book properly so that I can talk about it properly. Yes, that's a very good point. Prabhupada said if you hear nicely, then you can speak nicely. If you don't hear nicely, which means if you don't hear with rapt attention and don't let your mind go all over the place. He used the example of a student in a classroom and he's always getting distracted by looking out the window or looking at the, the girl's pigtails next door or something like that. And he doesn't do well. But the, the student whose mind is fixed on the subject and keeps his mind controlled and absorbs it, then he does well in the subject. One theme that's gone one theme that's gone in a lot deeper than any previous readings of the Gita that I've done by myself is that we really need to give up the idea of personal sense gratification and understand that pleasing Krishna is the only thing that will actually satisfy us. Also the only way to control the senses is to engage them in Krishna consciousness. They seem like basic points to theoretically understand, but actually understanding and fully accepting it fully accepting it is going to take some time for someone as dull as myself. Or <laughs> or you'll you'll get fed up eventually in trying to satisfy your senses because it's not possible. What happens when you try to do something that's not possible? Your life becomes very complicated and confused and stressed out. Because when you think of sense gratification, you suffer. And then when you follow up on it and act on it, you suffer more. And it happens every single time. And therefore we see regularly in history very rich or very famous or very powerful people committing suicide. Because in, in getting there to that place they have to, to take on things that are more and more and more suffering. Therefore, a devotee is one who has actually realized that you cannot satisfy your senses. The more fuel you put into them, the more they burn you. Dushpurena nalenacha, Krishna says earlier. Dushpurena nalenacha. They burn like fire. I think that's in the next chapter, actually. Anyway, we'll, we'll hear it soon, soon enough.
So that's real intelligence. Until a person becomes intelligent enough to remember the suffering that he goes through while, while trying to do some sense gratification, then he can't give it up. It's just like a, a drug or a, or a very... Uh, nowadays it's pornography. People are addicted to this stuff. And it's very, very difficult once you get addicted to it to give up the addiction. Therefore, Krishna is saying over and over and over again, you have to have a higher taste. We'll hear that very soon. Just in a few verses, or maybe we already have heard it. Yeah, we've already heard it. Go ahead. This is still from Taitari Haridas. Uh-huh. Hearing Prabhupada's books from you is like adding an extra lens to my ability to see what the essential points are and increase the clarity of what Prabhupada is trying to convey in his books. Thank you so much. That's the biggest compliment I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Thank you very much. These daily readings are, are a blessing. Well, what can I say about that? I can't say anything about that except that Prabhupada is spot on. He knows exactly what to say to us and how to say it so that it becomes clear. I also want to thank Dr. Rupa. He was fired up about listening to these every evening at the end of last year. And now a few of us are doing the same seeing how it was tangibly helping him in his spiritual life. Long may this continue. That is so helpful and so encouraging that I, I lost the words. Hare Krishna, thank you so much. Next is from Anandamurti Devidasi. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Today I found that controlling the senses is only possible by fixing our senses and body and mind for the service of Krishna. There are great examples shown by such sages like Imunacharya, Haridas, Maharaj Ambarish, and so on. Smart cookie. Thank you very much, Anandamurti. That's very nice. You picked up the essence and you remembered it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Follow in the footsteps of those persons. Then we can be fixed in Krishna consciousness. Shubharao says, Thank you, Maharaj, for your answer. Hare Krishna. Thank you. From Rati Manjari. So nice how you always repeat our names. Even in small ways you encourage us in our attempts at bhakti. A real nice example of transcendental personalism. Thank you for your kindness to us all. Thank you, Ratimajari. Uh, I learned it from the best. 
from His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada. You read his letters, and he's always encouraging the devotees, and always. Uh, he never forgot anybody's name, ever. Bhagavad Gita as it is, one more, sorry. Shantarupa Devi Dasi. Adibol Shantarupa Devi Dasi. The freedom of controlling our senses and engaging them to please Krishna, the only life goal. Bhagavad Gita Ki Jai. Thank you for this daily remembrance of the essence. Yes, and the essence is, again, as Prabhupada just told us and as you also reminded us, that if you are not deciding to please Krishna, then you cannot be free. Because you must be controlled by your senses. But when you decide to do what is what is satisfying to Krishna, then you won't necessarily do things that are not pleasing to you if they're not pleasing to Krishna and vice versa. You will not not do something that's pleasing to Krishna when Krishna wants it and that gives you the freedom to choose. If you don't do that then your senses are actually what's dictating what you do and what you not do. You're not free at all. Sense gratification is what binds us to this material world shackles us. It's a perfect reformatory prison, this material world. Krishna doesn't need to have bars and chains and barbed wire fences surrounding us. He just puts us in this body in which we crave uh, pleasure and the only pleasure available is in sense gratification, we think. And therefore we can't think of the pleasure of Krishna who is giving us everything everything even the senses themselves Bhagavad Gita as it is Sri Krishna the Supreme Personality of Godhead Ki Jai Samabeda Bhaktivinda Ki Jai thank you so much tonight for the Assemble of Sages so nice reflections and so nice points were being made. Samabeda Bhaktivinda Ki Jai Gor Premanandi Hari Hari Bo See you tomorrow night Same time, same place, same topic and we'll f- easily finish the second chapter towards the first of the uh, part of the reading and I think, anyway, let's see what happens tomorrow. But in any case, we'll see you then to continue this journey of walking down the, the train of thought of Krishna, walking down the train of thought, the path that Krishna is taking us down. Hare Krishna, you'll see you tomorrow. Hare Bo.